Hello. Um, I meant to record yesterday, and I actually did, but I was recording um, while I was walking around outside, which I thought might be a cool idea, but it was Memorial Day, so people were out and about, and I kept getting distracted, and I was like kind of embarrassed to be talking to myself in public, so... I just thought I would try again. Um, but, you know, hopefully I'll remember to touch on some of the same things that I did yesterday. I actually tried twice, too, and both times I was just not really feeling it. So, yeah, it's probably better to just be inside for now. Um, you can still hear the birds, too, from inside, which is nice because I like hearing the birds. Um... I always comment on it. It's it's just lovely. So, oh, new developments, right? Uh, it's been a little while since my last voice memo that I posted. And from what I saw, there were some people... Actually, you know, I got a lot of good, good feedback so far on everything I've done to the point where I'm kind of surprised that people are as into listening to this uh, as they are because I kind of wasn't really expecting it um so it's really nice to hear that um but of course there are some crazy unhinged people out there and that's not to say that you know anyone lopping criticism at me is unhinged but definitely some of them are <laughs> so you know i i came across some weird things that people were saying and um you know i i thought about it a lot because it's like i don't know um there's no need to like follow my life or listen to anything I say or read anything that I say if you're just going to get like worked up about it and be crazy um but uh you know some people do uh and that's fine um I told myself that I was gonna refuse to really like respond to things like that on this medium because it kind of defeats the purpose of what I'm trying to do, which is sort of like a self-therapy sort of, um, I don't know. It's just not really a conversation that I'm having with negative people and, um, that and it's just like I I didn't want it to become a volley you know back and forth and I don't really need to dignify other people's weird fucked up thoughts and opinions with a response so um if anyone has wondered that if I was going to do that I'm not really going to do that that's the most I'm going to say um but yeah you know things have been pretty good I had a friend visiting me this weekend, so two weekends in a row, I had friends visiting me, and, um, you know, fortunately, I have 
kind of enough space to do that, but it's still very like overwhelming. You know, having people visit is just exhausting because they want to explore and they want you to show them around and they want to do all the things that you don't do normally. And, you know, there's flies in here, sorry. Um, if you can hear that, it's sort of gross. I need screens in my windows. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just like, I am an introvert, so I gain energy. I reset by being by myself. It's like very important to me to spend time with myself and, you know, I forget that when someone's staying with you, you don't really have the chance to really be by yourself. Um... And I didn't want to, like, I don't know. It was it was still fun. You know, we had a good time. But um, I'm just tired. And, uh, you know, next week I'm going to L.A. In less than a week. Um, next weekend I'm going to L.A. This weekend. <laughs> um, and I haven't been there since, like, 2013, I think. So while I still remember it fairly well, like, that's kind of a long time ago. And... I'm going with my boyfriend, and I've actually never gone on, like, an actual trip with a boyfriend in my life before, and I always remember before I really, like, had a real boyfriend thinking, oh, man, I've always wanted to, like, go on a trip with someone that sounds so fun. So now I'm actually getting to do that, which is really exciting, going on a plane together um, hoping that we don't get cranky, because sometimes we get a little bit cranky. We don't really fight, we don't, we get along pretty well, but I think it's like when one person's kind of cranky, it makes the other person cranky, and if we're hungry or tired, or just whatever, like, the chances of at least one of us being cranky are pretty high. So, (laughs) just fingers crossed that, you know, it'll just be a chill time, uh, which I think it will, because um, some of my really good friends live in LA, some really old friends of mine, one of whom I met at Pratt Institute when I went there for my freshman year of college. And she's one of the people that I'm glad I went to Pratt, if only for that one year, because I met her and she's really special and important to me. And she's like a born and bred LA girl, you know, But in a lot of ways, I feel like we're kind of analogous. Uh, We're not the same person, but we have so much overlap and so much in common that um, she's kind of like, you know, you meet someone and they're kind of a soul sister to you. Um, Fortunately, I have a few friends that I feel are like that, but um, she's definitely one of them. We just have a very special bond. So I'm really excited to see her and another friend of mine who I also really love. Uh, I met her when I was not even in high school yet and she was already in in our high school and I remember just being a freshman in high school and being friends with her and she could drive and she was cool and I just felt I don't know like it, it, it helped high school not be such a painful experience maybe um so I go pretty far back with people in LA and there are some people on Twitter that I've never met in real life that 
live there now that I'm hoping I get to hang out with. Um, my friend Young Chomsky, <laughs> who you might recognize from Truanon, is going to be there too for a few days uh, overlap, and we're going to hang out with him and our other friend John Vanderslice, who's like a musician, and he's, I guess, going to throw a party for us, so I'm really excited about that. I'm not really sure what it will entail, but I think it will be very fun and chill. So LA is going to be fun, and I think it's just going to be like a nice change of pace, you know? Uh, I don't really get to like go on a real vacation very often, um, and I don't want to like have like be a tight ass about it and like I don't know be worried about scrounging and saving money it's like this is something nice that I'm doing and I just want to enjoy it and not worry about all that stuff so yeah I mean it'll be nice um last night we finished the rest of the shrooms that we got like a few weeks ago when we went to West Elm um, and we kind of been waiting to finish them off. Uh, and so when my friend left from the weekend, uh, last night I came over to his place and we, we ate them. And then there's a bar that we really love, like kind of in between our apartments and they have the best bar burger I have ever eaten, like possibly in my life. And I say this as someone who considers herself to be like a burger connoisseur. I love all different kinds of burgers. I love Big Macs. I love a nice big fancy burger. I love like sliders. Like I really, I, I, it runs the gamut, you know? So I would like to think that I know my burgers and eating this one, it's just, it's, it's already like such an insane, amazing experience. But when you're fucking tripping on shrooms, eating a bar burger, I literally felt like I, I saw God. It was a religious experience. Every bite felt like this, like, I, I don't want to say orgasm, but it was just, like, such such a strong, happy, like, explosion of deliciousness, like a, a feast, you know? I was, like, for the eyes and the mouth. <laughs> um, I'm, like thinking about it now and just like drooling uh it was so good so and they give you like these perfectly fried tater tots on the side and you would think you know i I like classic fries i mean i love classic fries but these tater tots are just done so well that it works it's just beautiful so we were sharing this burger and i feel like we're um getting more and more like closer to peaking um trip wise and you know I kind of mentioned this but I'm like something about tripping in public is like kind of like thrillingly perverted and it's like you know it's almost like secretly doing some kink thing in a way in public and you're like kind of getting off on the fact that people don't really know what's going on but they might maybe that's just me um so we're at the bonus room, which is the bar we love, and um, just like chilling, 
And it was awesome because the, the people, the guy, like, working there, we come in, he's like, oh, I know you guys, you can come right in. And it was like, I felt like I was on fucking Cheers. They, I was like, they, this is the best, that, like, that is so flattering. I go into this, like, amazing bar, and they're like, yeah, you guys, like, we know you. I was like, dude, this is, like, the coolest I've ever been in my whole life. And we're just drinking and eating burgers and, and tripping, and it was like, such a fucking fun but emotional experience um I remember at one point like my boyfriend went to the bathroom so I was like sitting there in the booth by myself like and I started crying but like for because I was so overwhelmed with positive feelings I was like everything I'm so lucky you know I have like this this beautiful family and home and I love this relationship that I'm in and I love all of my friends and I love my cat and you know all that stuff I was like I am so incredibly thankful why don't I ever think about how thankful I am how grateful I should be for my life like come on bitch um but it just felt very good it was like very euphoric so the fun thing about tripping too is that like every little place you go every little thing you do is like its own adventure um I remember like after eating the fucking amazing burger I was like we have to get nachos now uh that was I need more you know and I just remember thinking like they hand us this big plate of nachos and their nachos are so good and they make their own cheese sauce and they have all these like pickled vegetables that are like spicy you know like with cauliflower and carrots and peppers and it's just so good. It's so good. And I just remember eating them and being like, this is such an adventure. Just like digging through these chips and like like this, all these different combinations of flavor. Um, after, or as I was eating them, I was like, they should make a movie based off of these nachos. Like a, like a Pixar movie or something. Which... Is one of those thoughts where you're like, that kind of, that makes sense, but also doesn't really make sense. But, like, I get it. Um, so, yeah, it was a good time. And then we got back to my apartment and um, we're just, like, hanging out. Um, we got some wine. I went to this this wine store nearby and asked the guy working I was like give me what is something that's like cheap strong and sweet and he did it was so funny he just like walked straight over he knew exactly what I needed and I was Sam was like what about that I was like Sam let the man work he is he knows what he's doing like I just whatever he's he has in mind I want to get because like he knows what he's talking about so we get this he's like this shit $11 strong. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. (laughs) Like it's, it's $11 and strong. Like I'll buy it. It's fine. So, so we went, went back home, drank the strong sweet wine. And then we started watching, um, that, uh, documentary called dig about the Brian Jonestown massacre and the dandy Warhols, which I've already seen, like, five times, but it's such a good movie. And my boyfriend had never seen it, and I knew he would like it, so we started watching that. And 
that's a fucking crazy good doc and I would suggest watching it if you haven't seen it because it really I don't know it's just cool uh just like they're just fascinating characters especially Anton so and the music is great one of my favorite bands um so yeah that's what we did and then then we're like let's just listen to music for a little bit you know put on a record um and we we go through my record collection and put on um the self-titled album by the violent femmes which was really perfect because the violent femmes fucking rule but um you know, it's just, like, the perfect blend of, like, punk and folk and low and high energy, and it's, like, silly and fun and weird and crazy and good. And um, when I was in high school, I went through this phase where I was, like, depressed and, like, avoiding everything, and I would skip class and drive around and listen to the Violent Femmes, and it just reminds me of those times. Hi, Buzz, my cat. Also, like, when we got home, I took my cat's collar off. Uh, I call that like when he, I call that being naked when he has no collar on. And I'm just like, oh, he, I just remember being like, he looks so much bigger without a collar on. And like, he's like tubular, like the way that his like head and his body, like his neck is just so, and Sam's like, yeah, he has a nice flow. And I was just like, true. He does have a nice flow. He's still naked right now, so it's really cute. Um, he's he's just so funny and cute. Um, everybody loves him. I wish I had the same amount of charisma and confidence that my cat has. Like I, I could learn, I could learn a little from him. Um, but yeah, so we were listening to music, listening to the Violent Femmes, and and just still tripping. Uh, I have, like, smoking weed, and I have, like, poppers that I got <laughs> on a whim. So we're, like, sniffing these poppers, like, like trashy gay guys, um, which is really fun. And then it got a little bit, like, um, I don't know, we just, like, kept, this is, uh, we kept, like, procla- proclaiming our love for each other and talking about how special we are to each other and it was like really sweet and nice and I've never in my life had an experience like that or I don't want to get too sappy here but I you know I've probably talked like I've never really had like a real adult relationship ever before this and I know I'm 27 and like I'm a loser or whatever but it was definitely, like, a sore spot for me because I felt like I was just, like, a fucked-up freak and if no one liked me enough to, like, be in a real relationship with me, then, like, that was something that was wrong with me. And I'm also used to, like, when I like a guy, like, I like the guy way more than he likes me, so I get my heart broken. Um, and then I would just kind of, like, not put myself out there for really long periods of time because I didn't have the energy and I was depressed and I didn't care. I didn't want to like put myself through all that just to be rejected, you know? So I, I 
like would date, you know, I had some like shorter term relationships, but never anything that felt that serious. Um, so yeah, like this is the first time that I've ever really experienced any of that. And I, I didn't really have anything to compare it to. Right. So I'm like, is this how it's always is when you're in a long term relationship or whatever, an adult relationship, I'll say. And he, my boyfriend has been in like a long relationship before. And he was like, you know, like that one just was like way more boring. And you're, you know, it's just like with you, it's different. And, you know, so we're both like crying and I'm telling him how much I love him. (laughs) I'm having him come and visit and visit Michigan with me and meet my grandparents and all that fun stuff. And I'm like really looking forward to that because... Who doesn't love showing someone around where they grew up and like these are my friends and this is where I would hang out and this is my high school this is my neighborhood like it's just I don't know I just am really looking forward to that too so it'll be amazing but it was just a beautiful experience overall and shrooms are my new fave drug now because I've just always had such a good time lately on them I feel like I'm in a good place in my life where I can like truly enjoy it and not feel like freaked out about it and um I just feel like overwhelming positivity and happiness and I felt it almost Sam said it seemed like I was like on Adderall because I was talking a mile a minute which I tend to do um when I'm excited but um I was just like I don't know. I felt so like, yeah. And I definitely want to do shrooms. Hi, Buzz. He's just chilling with me. Sometime soon, because even just like, I would say things that, I mean, I remember talking. Okay, so I was talking about how like the neighborhood we live in, you know, I was like, it might not seem like the most adult neighborhood, like Bushwick or whatever, but compared to like Williamsburg, you know, but I love it here and it's amazing and it's perfect and great. And every time I walk around, I just like fall in love with it more. It's like such a special place to me. And he was like, well, I don't know about like, I would think of more as Greenpoint as like a, an adult neighborhood. And I'm like, yeah, um, like people, they'll like be a, a boyfriend and girlfriend move together move in together in Greenpoint and then, like, adopt a fucking dog named Mabel. Like, a rescue dog named Mabel. And then they kind of, like, get boring. But they, like, try... (laughs) And I remember it was like... But they try and make it... Make being boring seem kind of cool. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't... You know, like, just because you can, like, afford a Peloton, like, doesn't mean that, like, your life is cool. Yeah, you have, like, a good job and you make a fair amount of money and you're in sorry there's like a truck a stable relationship and you have a nice apartment in Greenpoint but like you're boring you know like what do you do that's like interesting and exciting um and you know just saying like if you really think about it like chaos is cool you know being unpredictable is cool and you you know like the second that you can like look at someone and just like kind of already predict what they're gonna do next it's it's not cool right so 
I, I was like, I don't really want to be like that. Although there is definitely something that seems very comfortable about that life, but I don't, I'm definitely not ready to, to do that yet. I, uh, I don't know, keep, keep people guessing, keep them on their feet. Right. So yeah, there's something, there's something to be said for that. I just could probably phrase it better. Eventually I'll workshop it. Oh, another, I got, I got definitely too drunk and probably the mixture of the shrooms and the weed and the poppers and the alcohol. Uh, so I did throw up at one point and then we just like fell asleep. Um, and I woke up just like <laughs> on top of my covers naked. <laughs> like, what am I doing right now? So, uh, yeah. Uh, one thing that I, like, wanted to try doing was asking people to ask questions, um, to me through, like, Curious Cat, which is, like, sorry, they're bothering me from work. And by bothering me from work, I mean, these are my work hours, and, like, how dare they ask me to do something during my work hours. I know, it's completely obnoxious. Uh... But I wanted people to ask me questions through Curious Cat just because I was like, well, that could be sort of fun. And then you can ask me things anonymously if you want to really be mean. Um, and I can like respond to that. But I didn't really get that many. And I actually haven't really even looked at them. So um, I can go through them and answer the few that I got and maybe it'll be interesting I don't know so the first one I got was how are you so sweet and uh that was really nice to hear I don't know how I'm so sweet I think I don't feel like I'm that sweet a lot of the time I think I can be a really bitter and mean person and I, it's only in the past year or so that I've actively been trying to be a lot nicer to everybody and just not like spread the negativity that I'm feeling on and like put it onto other people. Uh, it's just like, at least for me, and I have probably said this before, but like, I'm only, like, feeling mean when I feel insecure about myself, and it's really kind of put into perspective when other people are being mean, that it's just, it's really more, it sounds cliche, but it's, like, way more about how they feel about themselves than you, really. I mean, of course, that isn't, you know, all the time, but I think in most cases, yeah, so... I think the more comfortable I've become with myself, the easier it is to just be a nice person. Um, And I think that's like a pretty solid rule of thumb. That being said, I have my moments where I'm just like mean and bitchy and rude. And it's okay. uh, As long as like you A, take accountability for them and like apologize and work on it and learn from it. Right? But it also just feels good being nice to people and making other people happy. I truly, I find joy from that. And maybe it's almost like 
selfish of me to be nice to people because it feels good. But whatever, you know? So, yeah. Someone else asked, what are suggestions for getting better at Twitter? I've never gotten a follower who didn't know me IRL. Um... Uh, sorry they're asking me stuff again how dare you um and my computer is just being really annoying so it was just taking me forever to fucking do shit uh and i'm trying to avoid it and it's fine um sorry so suggestions for getting better at twitter Truly, um, I would just say don't be afraid to interact with accounts that you think are cool and you want would like want to be associated with or like have a relationship or like friendship with because uh, that's the cool thing about Twitter is that like someone that you look up to that you never thought in a million years you could be friendly with, you can just kind of like respond to their tweets and be funny and like try to have a conversation uh sure it can seem cringy sometimes but i don't know like i'm i've definitely been cringy in the past and um i don't really think about it all that much (laughs) maybe sometimes (laughs) but um i just think it's like really interacting with people and like expanding your circle and not Like, just following people that you think are interesting and being open to, like, making virtual friends. Um, I had a friend over this past week. We were, like, working from home together, and she was telling me that she's really, like, a cool comedy person, and I really look up to the fact that she does that. She makes really funny videos and is pretty well accomplished in that sense, but she doesn't have, like, that many Twitter followers, and I feel like... Sure, I have, like, a fair amount of Twitter followers, but I definitely don't have the, like, real-world experience that she does, and she puts herself out there um, and, like, performs. And so I was asking, like, you know, you grew up, like, were you online or were you an outside kid? She's like, well, I was such an outside kid. I was an online kid. So, like, that kind of answers that question for you. Like, I feel more comfortable in a lot of ways behind a screen and other people, like, and I don't know if that's, like, a bad thing. I think sometimes you can use it to your advantage, but there's benefits to both ways of being. And honestly, like, I kind of think that being an outside kid is is a little better, but, you know, it depends on what you're interested in doing. Um, so that's kind of, like, A lot of it, too, is just being observant about, like, just taking it in and seeing what other people say. And this is how I feel about art, too. It's like, if I see, for example, one of my favorite photographers is Stephen Shore. And I remember picking up one of his books. I think it was Uncommon Places. And for the first time, just being like, wow, like, these make me feel a certain way that's, like, very exciting. And the, like, energy in these photos is something that I want to emulate. Like, I don't want to rip off Stephen Shore. But whatever he's tapping into, like, I want to find that within myself and put that into my art and my work. And 
it's almost like, you know, I look through my camera lens and sort of have more of a sensibility, whether it's conscious or not. Like, what would Stephen Shore do? You know, something like that. And I think that extends to, like, Twitter and being online. You see not necessarily having to model yourself off of someone else, but you can, like, try to emulate, as long as it feels genuine, what you see other people do that inspires you, right? And you can always do things your own way. You don't, don't do the same same exact shit that, you know, someone else has done, but, um, like, you have to kind of, like, make yourself uncomfortable and do something new and different that's a risk if you want any payoff, right? So... Yeah, um, that's what I would say. I mean, just hone your craft. Like, I, you know, before I had any, like, Twitter followers, I was pretty much just kind of posting the same sort of shit, but to myself, pretty much, and to my IRL friends. And then I kind of just learned how to, like, socialize on Twitter and, um, that's when things kind of popped off for me in that sense. So if I can do it, you can for sure. Um, but like, again, find that confidence within yourself. I don't know. Okay. So those are my suggestions and I hope that they're sort of, um, useful in some way. Someone said, I don't like taking photographs of myself, but I want to commission art from you. Would you ever read someone's Twitter and then paint what sort of person you think would have that feed? I would be very interested in knowing what physi... I don't know how to pronounce this. Physiognomy? (laughs) My tweets imply. Um, Sure. I I could try it. But I also feel, like, weird because, like, when it comes to, like, race and stuff, like, I don't know. It's just, like, to assume someone's race based off of their tweets feels a little odd. Um, And I feel like I would get it wrong. I would rather do something where it's, like, kind of abstract, like, colors and interesting brushstrokes rather than, like, here's a person that I think you might look like because, I don't know, I mean, I guess I could, but it's just, like, I don't know, I think there's, like, a lot of, I don't know, if you pay me, I'll do it, so (laughs) I don't really care, Um, but I think the other idea sounds cooler anyway. Um... Why do you hate Detroit? I don't hate Detroit. Um, I definitely don't hate Detroit. Why would I be so excited about taking my boyfriend there? That's where my family... Well, they don't live in Detroit. They live in the suburbs. But that's where my my family is and my a bunch of my friends. It's where I grew up. And uh, I don't hate it. There, I, I don't think I've ever said that I hate it. There are some people there that I don't really like. But uh, even today it's like I don't really care anymore and I wouldn't like let a few people that I don't really like because I like you know grew up you know being annoyed by them like ruin a whole city for me there is definitely something to be said for like me feeling a little bit too prideful to like want to move back to Detroit I mean also I love New York City and I can support myself here But Detroit, you know, I get it. Like, my friends live there, and they live in this gorgeous, huge, basically mansion that's just amazing. And 
I can't say I wasn't a little bit jealous visiting them and being like, wow, you have a whole ass house. It's like a big house. But, you know, in Detroit, it's not like here where I can walk around and get to where I need to go, right? Like there isn't going to be a store on the corner of my street and I can't walk to Starbucks and, or uh, another cool coffee shop that isn't Starbucks. Um, it's just different, but I definitely don't hate it and I don't think I ever have. What's the meaning of life? I mean, that's... I don't, I don't know if there is one, though. I think... I don't think that there is one. I think it's just like... This has happened to me other times when I was tripping where it's just like life is just like you adding brushstrokes to a painting. (laughs) And the end of your life is just like the painting and you you want it to be a beautiful painting, but you know, there are definitely going to be, you need dark colors and you need like weird shit happening. And and that's kind of what brings out the brightness. This was a real thought I had once when I was tripping on acid. So... In a lot of ways, like, I get it. It makes sense. It's it's corny, but do you know what I mean? Like, the purpose and the meaning of life is, like, just to live it. There, I don't think there's anything more to it than that. And just... Right? Okay. Here's another good one. Is six inches enough? <laughs> six inches of what? I don't know. Um, what's the first thing that went through your mind when you met your boyfriend? Um, well, this is kind of interesting because my boyfriend, I think I've told this story, but if not, oh, well, I'm telling it again. Um, my boyfriend actually like slid into my Twitter DMs and, uh, I just kind of like answered him on a whim and I'm, I was just, we were talking about this last night cause I'm like, what if I had never answered you? Like, what would we be doing right now? Like our lives would be so different. Um, so I'm really glad that it happened, and I just kind of felt something, like, pure and good about him, and I was, like, pretty careful to just, like, be cool about it and not slut it up or anything before I met him, because I was afraid that would jinx it. So when I first met him, we had been talking for a few weeks, and I'd seen pictures of him, and, like, heard his voice and stuff, but, um... Meeting him was like, this guy is so sweet. He, he, I just could tell that he made a very special effort to impress me. And I had never really experienced that before. So I was really flattered. And it's funny because like now my boyfriend is, he's lost a bunch of weight and he shaped the weird mustache he had. And I got him like, I'm like, Sam, like, you would wear all black before. Like, I want you to, like, you should wear colors. You look nice in colors. Like, you only have these, like, black t-shirts, you know? And, um, so he says that I've, like, changed him in a good way. I I never wanted to change who he is, but just, like, bring out the best in him. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I first met him, I was like, this guy's sweet, like objective like I honestly think that he's like more attractive to me now but I was attracted to him before but like he looks even better now um he has such a good personality too that uh I was like yeah he's funny and he's nice I was a little bit nervous that like he wasn't gonna be like a funny person to hang out with you know sometimes people just like aren't funny and like 
I'm pretty funny, so I wouldn't want to, like, have, like, you know, going on a date with someone who's boring and doesn't make you laugh, it's just kind of a bummer, happens more often than you would think, so, yeah, I mean, we, I was like, I remember being like, have you watched Nathan for you? And he was like, no, I've never watched it. And we ended up watching, like, the whole season, the first time we hung out, uh, the whole first season. And um, it was just so easy to spend a lot of time with him. I was like, this is good. Uh, Okay, so. And then the last question is just, guh. So that's cool. I don't know what you want me to do with that. But, uh. Yeah, sure. I feel that too. Um, So. It's been a pretty good week overall. There was, you know, that there was some like, like internet drama. I think people were being kind of mean and weird, but I was too busy, like having a life outside of the computer to like really uh, care um, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know if people realize this, but not all of my life is on Twitter or on the internet. Um, I have a lot of friends, most of my friends aren't online people, really. So, um, like, I'm not gonna like post a picture every time I hang out with my friends or like be like hanging out with my friend right now like I just have like shit that I'm doing and I don't feel the need to like make a thing out of it because who really cares um but yeah I mean it was like a pretty good week I'm fucking hungover right now and I like really need to take a nap and I have therapy later so I'm like what am I gonna be able to take a fucking nap I don't know. Do you know when it's like you have an appointment or something to do, like some kind of awkward point in the day, and you're like, ugh, I just want to, like, not, you know? I just don't want to deal with it right now. Because um, it's just going to be pretty similar to <laughs> when, I, when I said here, um... Yesterday when I was tripping my brother, like, he's really been asking me over and over and over again to do this podcast with him. And he caught me in a weak spot because I was like, sure. I was like being so sappy yesterday that I was like, I love you. I'm so proud of you. And he's like, want to do a podcast? And I was like, okay. And so now I feel like I locked myself into that. Um, But I still don't really know. I don't know, like, the deal there. Um, he was like, we could make 45,000 gear just podcasting if we play our cards right. And I was like, you can't just, like, expect, like, I don't know. I think so many people just see the, like, podcast bubble and see the people who have been good at it and think that they can do that. And I just don't have the hubris. At least not right now. Maybe, like, I need to all you have to do is start a podcast and, like, be a hot girl and you'll get rich. It's, like, not like that, actually. Um, at all. So, I mean, yeah. The other thing is, 
I feel like such a Jewish mother when I see a guy do a wheelie. I'm like, you're going to get hurt. Stop it. I feel anxious watching you do that. I would hate to like (laughs) watch a guy do a wheelie and then like fall and really hurt himself. And I would just hate to bear witness to that. Um, But uh, no, my friend, (laughs) she works in finance and she's like a very successful, very intelligent person. So she just moved to the West Village and excuse me she texted me yesterday and was like i just saw caroline calloway and i was like oh girl tell me everything so she was like texting me about it and um i was just like really excited by that but i don't really want to give away what she said because who cares about caroline calloway it's like who cares like no one cares i certainly don't care (laughs) um So, yeah, I mean, I hope that everybody had a happy Memorial weekend, a long weekend. People at work are probably like, what the fuck? Why isn't she responding to me? And I'm like, because I'm busy, bitch. Uh, (sighs) Fine, I'll do it. So, yeah, I just, I can, it's like fast, so I don't really care about whatever. You know, make them sweat, right? And I also really have to poop. Which is exciting. I love pooping. So <laughs> I need to do my daily walk and all that other stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Things have overall been pretty good. It's, it's you know, it's been a little bit of a, a roller coaster ride at some points. But overall, I don't want to kill myself. Which I have definitely felt that way in the past. So we're doing good. We're making progress and we're moving forward, moving ahead. And, um, you know, maybe I'll have time before I leave for L.A. to record another one. We'll see. Hopefully I will. I, I definitely need to make, set aside some free time for myself in between now and then. So maybe I'll remember some things that I didn't talk about that I meant to talk about or something else interesting will have happened by then. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I hope everyone is doing great, and, um, I love you. Talk to you soon.